Good afternoon, everyone. This is Jeff Davis welcoming you on the home of Champions Network of the New York Yankees to baseball time from Fenway Park in Boston. Under cloudy skies, somewhat threatening, I'd say, at this point. It might rain at almost any time, the way it looks now. We're about to play the Boston Red Sox, and, of course, the Yankees send your way all of the thrills of the play-by-play. Description by Mel Allen, voice of the Yankees, and his traveling sidekick, Bill Rizzuto. Yours truly along for the ride, and words here and there for Atlantic. P. Ballantyne and Son, the co-sponsor, brews the famous three-ring Ballantyne beer, the crisp refresher anytime. And now the largest selling beer in the East. In the first half of today's game, your hosts, Atlantic dealers everywhere, and the Atlantic Refining Company, bringing you sensational Atlantic Imperial gasoline, your car's power mate for 58. Atlantic keeps your car on the go. For business, for pleasure, in any kind of weather, Atlantic keeps your car on the go. When you want to go places and do things, Yes, sir, the good old summertime is here. It's summery at Fenway in Boston as far as temperature is concerned. And we're hoping that we won't get a summer thunder shower before this game is over. Starting lineups are about set. Bill Rizzuto's over there checking the last of his uh, scorecard. As he'll keep score, of course, as he describes the play. Engineer Pappy Durkin of Sports Network. Bill Velastro, looking tall and handsome and well-tanned. The golfer in our engineering crew in the Home of Champions Network. Well, now, uh, let's see. Batting for the Yankees today, leading off and playing in right field, Hank Bauer. Batting second at shortstop, Tony Kubek. Batting third in center field, Mickey Mandel. Batting cleanup and catching, Yogi Berra. Batting fifth for Casey, Gil McDougald at second base. Batting sixth in left field, young Norm Seaburn. Batting seventh at third base, Jerry Lumpy. Batting eighth at first base will be Marv Thronberry. Muscarin uh, still out, but available for pinch hitting duties. And pitching today and batting ninth will be Don Larson. For the Boston Red Sox, Don Budden, shortstop. Batting number one, Don Budden playing in the short field. Batting in the second uh, slot will be second baseman Pete Runnels. Batting third, Ted Williams in the left field. Batting cleanup, Frank Malzone, the third baseman. Batting number five in the order, right fielder Jackie Jensen. Batting sixth at first base, Dick Gurnett. Batting seventh in center field, Jimmy Pearsall. Batting eighth and catching, tall Sammy White. And batting ninth and pitching in another start against the Yankees, whom he finds so difficult to beat will be Tom Brewer. And, of course, if Mr. Brewer has it, well, that's the way it'll be, a victory for him. If the Yankees get to his pitching service, delivery, well, it could be a victory. That's why the game is played, isn't it? Back of the plate, calling balls and strikes, will be Frank Dumont. Behind, uh, I should say, at first base will be the senior umpire, still active in the American League, Bill Summers. At second base, Jim Honeychick. And at third base, Hank Saur. Also in the broadcasting box, of course, Mel is quite a distance from us on the radio end. He's over in the television cameras for the Metropolitan New York City audience. And uh, NBC is here today, Leo DeRocher, uh, doing the play-by-play with his uh, sidekick. Oh, it's, uh, it's fully covered. Of course, Kurt, Kurt Gowdy, voice of the Boston Red Sox, is right next door to us with radio and TV. 
for the Butts Boston Red Sox uh, network service. So we're ready to look at the action. May I remind you again, Valentine and Atlantic bring you another game and another great season of Yankee play all over the home of Champions Network. Our broadcast, by authority of the New York Yankees, intended solely for the private enjoyment of you, our listening audience, any rebroadcast or the use of the play-by-play description without the express consent of the Yankees is prohibited. We're not in our usual spot today, to be truthful, as far as radio casting is concerned. We're usually a little more toward back of the plate. Uh, Phil is over to the far right end of the new area that's been given to us, and we're a little higher up than usual. But we'll see all of the action on all of the field, and uh, I hope you enjoy the thrills of the action. Baseball is coming week. We'll be on our network, sort of hit and miss, and uh, we'll have a look at the schedule. Let me see. We'll have um, a single game tomorrow, and the stations might note that also. I think Phil Velaster on the conference calls, uh, monitor service before the game, indicate it'll be a single game. Here come the umpires out on the field. Phil Summers leading them toward home plate. Casey Stengel. He coming out of the dugout, pauses the top step. As the cards make sure that order is correct. The manager always checks that, you know, because once the card is presented to the senior umpire of the day, the umpire-in-chief of a ball game, that's the way the fellows have to bat. And there have been instances in years gone by where uh, one fellow would be in the wrong spot or not what the manager intended. But whenever the listing is, when the umpire receives it, it cannot be changed until the first time around. Well, now, let's see. Next week, we'll have an off day on Monday. And on uh, Tuesday, it will be a blank day on the network. Wednesday, Cleveland at Yankee Stadium. It'll be part of a lengthier homestand for the New York Yankees, the last homestand at the stadium against the Western Ball Clubs. Thursday night will be another open day because it's a night game against Chicago. Friday, we'll have a broadcast in the afternoon against the White Sox. So next Wednesday and next Friday afternoons, and then, of course, into next weekend. A week from today, Chicago... Uh, last ladies' day of the season. It will be at Yankee Stadium and a big doubleheader against Detroit a week from tomorrow, Sunday, August the 24th. Get your tickets, join us in person, or tune Yankee broadcast with Mel, Red Barber, Phil Rizzuto, and yours truly, Jeff Davis, all from the stadium when the team's at home. Well, the days are flying by. Getting near the end of the season. Well, fans are still coming in, Fenway. It's going to be a packed ballpark today. And this rivalry, of course, is one that draws fans as fast at Fenway as it does at Yankee Stadium. Only last weekend, they set a great record again. Or I should say, it's been the first uh, largest crowd, rather, let's put it that way, since 1951. It was old-timers day. Here, seven days later, that's part of history again, and we're on to another chapter. They break up the huddle at home plate. Bill? Casey breaks into a sprint and then stops. Case always puts on a show for the customers. <laughs> you make him believe he's coming up into the stands and then breaks over into the Yankee dugout. And now Case is calling all the Yankee ballplayers to line up on the top step of the Yankee dugout. And the Red Sox ballplayers are doing the same thing. Lining up along the top of the dugout. And we're just waiting for the announcement over the public address system. Fred Cusick, who uh, does such a fine job up here at Fenway Park. He's also the director of sports on WEEI. 
here in Boston. Now all the players are lined up. And now the announcement. Everyone stand for a moment of silence in tribute to Babe Ruth. game for a special bulletin from the WOKO newsroom, and now we go to special reporter Charles Mern on the scene. This is Charles Mern of the news staff of WOKO reporting from a scene of a fatal shooting here in Albany. A Mr. Carhart, estranged from his family, returned to the house to shoot his wife and son, uh, and then uh, shot himself. It is believed that Mr. Carhart is dead, and uh, the wife and son are in critical condition, or possibly may have died by now. Three smaller children escaped to a neighbor's house uh, by uh, escaping through a rear door. The children came running to a neighbor shouting, uh, Daddy just shot Mommy. Uh, the uh, victims had been removed from the scene. The uh, scene of the shooting was 665 Delaware Avenue in Albany. You have just heard a special report from special reporter Charles Mern on the scene to the WOKO newsroom. Any further details will be brought to you immediately over old reliable WOKO, first in Albany, New York. We return you now to Fenway Park in Boston. Look in on the scene and see which club is victorious. Phil? Yep, the times that I faced him and the times that the Yankee players have faced him. They say that he has as sharp a curveball and as live a fastball as any other pitcher in the big leagues. It's just that certain pitchers don't do well against certain teams, no matter how hard they try, no matter how much stuff they have on the ball. Hank Bauer steps into the batter's box. Hank's batting 288. He has 17 doubles, 6 triples, 10 homers, and 39 runs batted in. Red Sox defeated the Yankees last night. Young Ted Bosfield turning in a nice job. The first pitch of the ball game, high inside. Bauer leans away from a high inside fastball. Ball one. 
Frank Rossetti coaching down at third. Ralph Hauk over at first. The sun is trying to break through an overcast sky. The one nothing pitch is strike one call. Sidearm curveball nip the outside corner. And as we told you, where we're between third and home doing this game, and our look at the plate is a little different than from right in back of the plate. There's a high fly to short left center field. Jimmy Pearsall with the glasses down under it. Makes the catch for out number one. Bauer flies to Pearsall in short left center field. And the field has dried out beautifully since last night. Last night there were puddles all over the field. The outfield is slipping and sliding around. A lot of credit goes to the ground crew here at Fenway Park. And of course to Tom Yorkie, the owner, and Joe Cronin, the general manager. Keep things in wonderful shape here. Tony Kubek swings and sends a ground ball. Button backhand at the throw to first. In time to get Tony Kubek a beautiful play by Don Button. Who had to go in the hole between third and short backhand the ball. And fire to first to get Tony Kubek. And Tony can go down that line. Two away. And here's Mickey Mantle. Kubek went up there hitting 274. Mickey's batting 306. He has 16 doubles, no triples, 33 homers, and 72 runs batted in. On deck, Yogi Berra. The pitch to Mantle. Strike one, he swings and misses. Crowd loves to get on Mickey up here. Just about any park. The pitch to Mickey is a curve in the dirt, rolls back to the screen, one and one. Sammy White is checking his catcher's glove. That ball went right through the webbing. Sammy ties a couple of knots in it. Very dangerous, of course, especially with men on base. Should a ball go through the webbing. One ball, one strike, two out here on the top of the first. No score. The pitch is hit high in the air to left center field. Williams and Pierce all over. They're both calling for it. Williams makes the catch as Pierce all crosses in back of him in deep left center field. And for the Yankees in the top of the first inning. No runs, no hits, no Red Sox errors, and nobody left on base. The score at the end of one half inning of play. The Yankees nothing and the Red Sox coming to bat. Well, the way they'll summarize that, of course, three up, three down. Well, the big season for summer driving has been on for quite some days and weeks. And pretty soon the summer months will be at an end. But there are many more wonderful driving days still remaining. On into the pretty month of September, in which we say goodbye to summer and welcome the first of fall. But no matter whether you're driving distance on vacation or on a routine, regular trip or business, I'd like you to try Atlantic Imperial gasoline. You get the most from your driving from Atlantic Imperial... It makes the moments back at the wheel of your automobile a genuine pleasure and a true economy. Because Atlantic Imperial gasoline is big in power, it's big in mileage and big in value. That's Imperial, today's best super-octane buy. Imperial gives you that power made drive, the genuine power that a big car engine of today demands, power that stretches into top economy mileage. Next time you plan a journey for business or pleasure, plan ahead with your head by starting at the Imperial pump at your Atlantic dealer's and then head for the highway and really enjoy Power Mate Drive. Get ready to go in the bottom of the first inning. Don Budden, Pete Reynolds, and Ted Williams. Don Larson, 
He's won eight, lost five. His lifetime record, he's 148, lost 49. And he's 2-1 and one against Boston this year. And against Boston lifetime, he's won 11, lost 10. Don Budden steps into the batter's box, leading off for the Red Sox. He led off the game last night with a double off the left field wall. He's batting 233. The first pitch is low outside, ball one. There's a foul off the mask of plate umpire Frank Umont. Frank straightens it out a little bit. Fires the new ball back to Don Larson. One on one the count on button. One ball, one strike to count on Don Button. Nobody out, nobody on the bottom of the first. The pitch is low, ball two, two and one. As Larson tried to change up curveball. Don, of course, pitching with the no wind-up delivery, which he started right here at Fenway Park two years ago towards the end of the year. Ball three, a high fastball inside. Three and one. Pete Reynolds on deck. A three-one pitch. Strike two called. Button starts to go down to first base. Ball nipped the outside corner. Full count on Button. Three and two. Jack Burns coaching down at third. Del Baker over at first for the Bo Sox. Here's the payoff pitch. Ground ball. Fair ball. Ricocheting off that left field wall. Button around first and holds on. And then Button goes to second. He slides and he's in there with a beautiful hook slide. As Tony Kubek, in the act of picking up the ball in short left field, skidded about six feet. And when Button saw Kubek's feet go from under him, he continued to second after he had stopped halfway around. And Kubek's throw was pulled McDougal off the bag. And let's see what they credit Button with. They have not made an official score yet, whether that's a single and an error or a double. The ball was hit by third, as we've told you here at Fenway Park. The wall in front of the left field seats juts out to the foul line, and ball's ricochet in a short left field. The shortstop has to be alert. And Kubek was, but the field is still a little wet, and he slipped in the act of picking up the ball. Button is down at second base with the first base hit of the ball game. Pete Runnels takes a pitch low, ball one. We have not had an official decision on whether that's a single or a double. The stretch, the pitch to Runnels, is in the dirt, bounces in front of the plate. Yogi knocks it down, ball two, two and nothing on Runnels. Pete leads the American League in batting with a 328 average. He has 25 doubles, four triples, five homers, 39 runs batted in. Don Button leading off second base. Larson stretches. The pitch to Runnels is strike one call. And now they've decided to give Don Budden a double because of the wet turf out here in Fenway Park. And it wouldn't be fair to charge Kubek with an error. 
The stretch by Lawson. The 2-1 pitch is hit on the ground to second base. McDougal up with it. Fires to Thronberry for the out, but moving over to third, Don Button. He's in scoring position, and here comes Ted Williams. Ted starts digging that big hole at home plate. Man, he's going to strike oil the way he digs. He really, look at him digging down there. He could really use his shovel. Plants that left foot firmly on the ground. A splendid splitter is hitting 312. He has 17 doubles, two triples, 20 homers, and 66 runs batted in. The infield playing way back. The first pitch is below the knees, ball one. Yogi turns around, and Frank Umont follows Yogi out towards the pitcher's box. Yogi actually shows up an umpire. When he turns around and argues, there's no mistake in why Yogi is arguing. Some catchers can do it without turning their heads, but Yogi turns around, his shoulders sag. The pitch to Williams is low, ball two, two and nothing. We're in the bottom of the first inning, no score in the ball game, one away. Don Button down at third base to count two balls, no strikes on Ted Williams. On deck, Frank Malzone. The infield playing back. They're going to give the run to the Red Sox should he hit a ground ball. As they drive to left field, Stephen going back near the scoreboard, and... Make the catch, tagging up Don Button. Here he comes, and Button scores after the catch. And the Red Sox lead one to nothing. Norm Seabren, about two feet in front of the scoreboard on left field, made that catch. The wind is blowing in a little bit. If that ball had been hit last night with the wind blowing out, it would have been against the fence for extra bases. But Ted Williams drives in his 67th run of the year, and the Red Sox lead one to nothing. Two out, and that'll bring up Frank Malzone. Malzone's batting 302. The third baseman batting in the cleanup spot. Swings and has a little Texas leaguer in his short left. Seaburn digging in fast. And he drops the ball. He can't hold on to it. Malzone heading the second. Seaburn throws lying flat on the ground. The ball not in time. And Seaburn skidded at least 15 feet that time as he dove for that ball. It hit in his glove, but his momentum knocked the ball out of his glove. And Malzone continued on at second base for another double. The second base hit off Don Larson. Steven picked up that ball, lying flat on his back, tried to throw it to second base. But it just rolled there. Malzone is in with a stand-up double. Two away, here's Jackie Jensen. Jensen is batting 310. 24 doubles, 32 homers, and 102 runs batted in. The first pitch is strike one call a fastball down the middle that one spot out there in left field almost the same spot in which Kubek slipped Seaburn slipped right near it and they really did skid there are certain low parts on the field where the water has to drain that's one of them the one strike pitch is low ball one one and one into a stretch position. 1-1 pitch is low outside ball two. Two and one on Jackie Jensen. One to nothing in favor of the Red Sox who are playing the bottom of the first. Two out. 
Frank Malzone down at second base. For Malzone, that was his 24th double of the year. Pitch to Jensen is low outside, ball three, three and one. Three balls, one strike on Jackie. Here's the stretch. The pitch is popped in the air to short right field. Hank Bauer with the glasses down coming in under it and makes the catch for out number three. So for the Red Sox in the bottom of the first, one run on two base hits, no Yankee errors, one man left on base. The score at the end of one full inning, the Red Sox won and the Yankees nothing. A look at the scoreboard in the American League. Washington at Baltimore tonight. Cleveland at Chicago tonight. Detroit at Kansas City. All night games. In the National League, Philadelphia at Milwaukee. Chicago at San Francisco. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. All day games, and they all start later on. And they're the only games scheduled in the National League. So we have very little action to report. And as we told you, today marks the 10th anniversary of the day that the great Bear Brute passed away. And everyone stood for a moment of silence in respect to the Bambino. And we were looking at some of his records that he's made and some which will never be beaten. He has the highest slugging average for a year, 847. He has the most home runs for one season, 60. Most home runs lifetime, 714. Most runs scored in a season, 177. The most home runs for one month by a left-hand batter, 17. And the most bases on balls received, 170. He also has quite a few pitching records. He started his career here in Boston as a pitcher and has quite a few records. And we'll pass them along to you later on in the game. Right now, Yogi Berra stepping up to lead off for the Yankees. Here in the bottom of the second. The first pitch to Yogi is hit on the ground. Runnels over to his left, up with the ball. Flips to Gernon and it's one away. And Runnels was playing Berra perfectly in the hole, way over near first base. Yogi went up there batting 263. Here's Gil McDougal, the second baseman. McDougal batting an even 260. On deck, Norm Seaburn. Last night's game, Casey Stengel had just two left-hand batters. Today he has six left-hand batters in the lineup. The pitch to Gill is low outside ball one. The only right-hand batters are Bauer, McDougal, and Larson. One-nothing pitch to McDougal is popped foul in back of the Red Sox dugout going out of play. Ricochets off the Skyview seats, back down into the lower seats. Skyview seats here at Fenway are situated on the roof. They have two rows of them running from in back of first base to around here in back of third base down the left field line. Beautiful seats to watch a ball game. Tom Brewer into the windup. 1-1 pitch to Gill. is hit on the ground to third. Malzone and can't get it. Right underneath his glove. He was there, but the ball scooted underneath his glove. It's a base hit for McDougal. And you very seldom see that happen. As the first base hit of the ball game for the Yankees. Malzone picks up some dirt, throws it on the ground. He knows that he could have had that ball. He made a play last night to end the ball game on Mantle, a much tougher play, but this one he just didn't get the glove down on the ground. 
So McDougal's on at first with the Yankees' first hit. Here's Norm Seaburn, the left fielder. Seaburn's batting 306. Kernet holding first against McDougal. The stretch, the pitch to Seaburn is strike one call. A fastball on the outside corner. Jerry Lumpy is on deck. Here's the stretch. And the pitch. The curve is hit on the ground. Ronald's backhands it. Flips the button for one. Back to first. Safe at first. A beautiful play by Pete Ronald. Who went almost in back a second to backhand the ball in the same motion without taking the ball out of his glove. Flipped it backhanded to Button for the force on McDougal sliding in, but Button's throw not in time to double up Seaburn. Two nice plays by Pete Runnels, and it's two away. Seaburn at first, the batter Jerry Lumpy. Lumpy batting 282. On deck, Mark Thronberry. First pitch to Lumpy is foul to the right of the plate and over towards the Red Sox dugout. Strike one. Sun starting to break through the clouds a little bit. They've been very lucky with the weather here for this weekend series. It's rained before and after the games, but hasn't rained during the game. A stretch by Brewer. Pitch to Lumpy. His strike to call. Fastball right down the middle. Looked like Jerry was looking for the breaking stuff that time, and Brewer came in with a fastball. I tell you, if it rains today, we're all going to get soaked. We're right out in the open. On a little balcony overhanging the Skyview seats. Nothing over our heads. Except the sky. The pitch to Lumpy has bounced on one hop to... Gurnett, who takes two steps to the bag for the unassisted putout. And for the Yankees in the top of the second. No runs, one hit. No Red Sox errors, one man left. The score at the end of an inning and a half, the Red Sox won and the Yankees nothing. From New England to Florida, Atlantic offers top quality in gasoline. If you want super-octane power, long, long mileage... And ask for Atlantic Imperial Gasoline, the gasoline that gives you that power mate drive. Imperial from Atlantic Refining means top power. Power carefully designed to suit the engine requirements of cars of today. And Imperial means top mileage, too, important to you during the summer big driving season. Enjoy both of these features with Atlantic Imperial, today's best super octane buy. Why not start power mate travel today at your Atlantic dealers? I'm talking particularly to those who don't have the Atlantic habit as yet. It's a wonderful thing to know that there are Atlantic dealers, stations all over the East Coast from Maine to Florida, ready to serve you, and as far west as the state of Ohio, for that matter. And they've got all of the things that you need to enjoy the travel of your automobile. Maybe it's a two-car family. All the more reason to practice real economy, and yet have the powerful gasoline supplies you need through Atlantic Imperials. Back to the ball game, Fenway Park. Dick Gurnett, the bottom of the second inning. And then Pearsall and White. Gurnett, Pearsall, and White. Batting 232, 17 doubles, 14 homers, and 52 runs batted in. The Red Sox lead 1 0 here. We're in the bottom of the second. Don Larson ready. The fastball is down the middle, strike one call.
Fastball is high. Ball one, one and one. Joe Ripley's finding some more of Babe Ruth's records, especially his pitching records. We'll pass him along in a little while. There's a curve. Gets by Yogi. Low and outside. Ball two, two and one. Babe Ruth's lifetime pitching record, he won 92 and lost 44. His earned run record, 2.24. And in the three years that he concentrated on pitching with the Red Sox, his records were 18 wins, 6 defeats, 23 wins, 12 defeats, 23 wins, and 13 defeats. Strike two as he fouled tips a fastball, 2-2 two and two on Gurner. As a matter of fact, in 1916, Ruth had the lowest earned run average. In 324 innings that he pitched, his earned run average was 1.75. The 2-2 delivery is low outside ball three, three and two. Matter of fact, they say if Ed Barrow, who was the general manager at that time with the Yankees, had not shifted Ruth to the outfield, he probably would have rated with Lefty Grove and Carl Hubble as a South Pole Hurley. He was that great. Just a tremendous natural athlete. Everybody loved him, and he loved everybody. The payoff pitch. Foul tip. Yogi can't hold on to it. Bounces out of his glove. Gurnett's got a life. Matter of fact, after Ruth became the greatest slugger, he pitched five games late in the season to draw the crowds, and he won all five. The 3 2 pitch is popped in the air, and back a third. Lumpy calling for it, then Kubek says he'll try for it, and foul territory makes the catch. One away here in the bottom of the second. And the batter, Jimmy Pearsall. Pearsall's batting 244. 11 doubles, 3 triples, 8 homers, 39 runs batted in. Pitch to Pearsall is ball one, a little high and outside. Two away here. One away, rather, in the bottom of the second. Nobody on. Fast ball is low. Ball two. Two and nothing. The two nothing pitch is lined out in the right center field and in there for a base hit. Bow over to his right, up with the ball, pierced all around first and holds on as Bowers throw comes into second base. A long single by Jimmy Pierce all a right center field. Hit number three off Don Larson, and here's Sammy White, the catcher. White's batting 251. Has 12 doubles, three triples, three homers, and 25 runs batted in. Mark Thornberry holding first against Jimmy Pearsall. There goes Pearsall. The ball is popped in back of first, but this one going foul as White tried to duplicate Jimmy Pearsall's play of last night in that Pearsall threw his bat at the ball with Gurnard running, and the ball hit the bat and just dropped over first in a short right field for a double. Sammy White almost duplicated, but the ball curved foul just in back of first base. One strike. The Red Sox had the hit and run on that time. One away. Pearsall down at first. We're in the bottom of the second. The Red Sox lead one to nothing. Larson stretches. The pitch is low. Ball one, one and one. 
Tammy White, who has really changed his stance, asked for time as Lawson gets set to pitch. Something blue in his eye. Sammy used to stand with his feet wide apart, almost the length of the batter's box, and the bat way back. Now he's got his feet real close together and holds the bat out in front of him. Throw to first, Pierce holds back. One out. Pierce Hall leads off first. There he goes. The ball is lined in the right field, but Pierce Hall's going to have to hustle back. Bauer makes the catch. The throw to first. Pierce Hall slides and he beats the throw. Jimmy was all the way down to second base, and White hit the ball hard. Out where he was supposed to, the opposite field, but a little too far. Bauer made the catch, and Jimmy had to slide back in the first. Ahead of Hank's one-hop throw into the bag. Two out. And the bat of Tom Brewer, the pitcher. Brewer batting 196. He has 11 for 56. One double and two runs batted in. And now let's pause for station identification. Your dial is set at 1460, WOKL first in Albany, New York. And remember, the Troy Viewer Ground Up follows the game today with Jack McNamee. First pitch is outside to throw down to first base, and Pearsall has to slide back in. He's in there, though. Jimmy's taking a big lay down there. He's trying to bother Lawson, and he can. And at the Yankee Stadium, he really bothered Ryan Duran. Running up and down the third baseline, throwing dirt up in the air and yelling. Look at Jimmy dancing back and forth there. The pitch is low. Ball two, two and nothing. And a fella dancing off first base or off any base can bother a pitcher. Jackie Robinson really used to bother the pitchers. He would take just about the biggest lead of anyone I know of first and be able to get back. The stretch. Pearsall jumping back and forth. And just as Lawson's ready to deliver, Tom Brewer stepped out of the box. So Pearsall bothered the pitcher, but it was his own pitcher who was at bat, Tom Brewer. Brewer got tired of waiting there and asked for time. Crowd getting a big bang out of Pearsall. Dancing off first. Here's the stretch. The pitch is low ball three. That's three and nothing. And he definitely is getting lost in to think about him over there because he's not concentrating on the batter. Casey Stengel is yelling from the Yankee dugout, get the hitter, never mind that runner at first base. After all, he doesn't want to walk a pitcher. Look at Pearsall, the pitch. Ball four. And that hand is for Jimmy Pearsall more than for Tom Brewer. Pearsall really rattled down Larson while he was on first base. The first walk of the ball game. And that brings up Don Budden, who led off with a double in the first inning as he hit a ground ball just over third base. Ricocheted off the wall in a short left field. Don Budden now has 19 doubles. The first pitch is pop foul and back of first and over the roof and out of play. Strike one. Button, a right-hand hitting shortstop, digging in. Here's the stretch by Larson. Curve is hit. Oh, a beautiful play by Jerry Lumpy. A line drive that Lumpy had a lunge to his left for, leap up in the air at the same time, and just did glove. And as Pearsall went by, he threw his hands up in the air. A nice play by Lumpy, taking a base hit away from Don Button. 
for the Red Sox in the bottom of the second. No runs, one hit. No Yankee errors, two men left on base. The score at the end of two full innings. The Red Sox won, and the Yankees nothing. If you drive a car, here's one worry off your shoulders. New Atlantic Safety Service Lubrication. Thorough lubrication, plus at no extra cost, check with the battery tires, radiator, fan belt, and windshield wipers. Don't forget, in the week to come, we'll have baseball for you in two afternoons. It'll be Wednesday and Friday over this station to which you're now tuned. And we cordially invite you on behalf of Atlantic Dealers and the Atlantic Refining Company to uh, tune us in. All right? All of the action. This coming weekend at Yankee Stadium, there will be games Friday, Saturday, against the White Sox. And also on uh, Sunday, a doubleheader against the Detroit Tigers, a week from tomorrow. Tomorrow, Sunday, will be a single game, the close of this weekend visit by the Yankees that started Thursday afternoon. Played last night, today, and tomorrow at Fenway Park. And, of course, all men may be destined to fade from memory, but one of the last ball players forgotten will be Babe Ruth. Mark Thornberry steps into the batter's box as we get ready to go here in the top of the third. The first pitch to Thornberry is hit on the ground at second base. Runnels up with it. Over to Gurnett, and it's one away. Thornberry was up there batting 223. That'll bring up Don Larson, the pitcher. Larson is batting 326. He's 14 for 43, has one double, three homers, and 12 runs batted in. One or nothing in favor of the Red Sox are in the top of the third with one out, nobody on. Lined up by Tom Brewer. The curve is low and inside, ball one. Here's the one nothing delivery. A drive to left center field. Pearsall going back under it and makes the catch. And Jimmy is st stepping gingerly over... What must be a puddle there, it must be. There's Jimmy kicking his spike, getting the water off him. That's another one of those low spots here at Fenway where the water drains off. And now Jimmy's walking around it as long as he doesn't have to run through it to get a ball. Quite an actor, Jimmy Pearsall. Quite a ball player. Two away, and here's Hank Bauer. Bauer applied to Pearsall in center field in the first inning. Hank batting 287. First pitch to Hank is strike one call, a fastball down the middle. Tom Brewer is 6 feet, 175 pounds. He was born in Wadesboro, North Carolina, now lives in Sharoa, South Carolina. The curve is just inside ball one, one one. Last year, Brewer won 16, lost 13. Pitch to Hank, he's hit on the ground. Button it short up with it. The long throw. Gurnett jumps up in the air, but Bauer's safe. As Gurnett 
jumped up in the air to get the high throw. He tried to tag Bauer coming by, but Hank was across first. That'll go as an error for Don Budden. Tony Kubek. Kubek bounced out short to first in the first inning. Takes a curve low ball one. Brewer stretches. Bauer leads off. The fastball is down the middle. Strike one called. One and one. One and nothing in favor of the Red Sox here in the top of the third. Two out. Hank Bauer down at first base. Don Budden seems to make errors on the easiest chances. But when he has to go far to his right or left, he throws in one motion. When he takes his time, he makes a bad throw. The fastball is inside. Ball two, two and one. And, of course, that's one of the hazards of playing the infield. When you get a ball right at you, you've got a lot of time. You try to aim the ball. And that's when you usually make a bad throw. Two balls, one strike on Kubek. Mickey Mantle on deck. The pitch is swing and a miss on a high changeup. Two and two on Tony. Kubek batting 274, has 17 doubles, one homer and 35 runs batted in. Here's the stretch. And the pitch. Foul at the plate. Count holds it two and two. Actually, it's closer to the right field foul line than it is to the left field foul line here at Fenway. It's 3-2 down the right field line, 3-15 and left. But in right field, it just goes straight out. You've got to really pull the ball to get it in the seat. Left field, it goes straight across. Here's the pitch. Ball three, three and two. The fans moaning because Sammy White caught that ball, pulled it down a little bit. Sammy's one of the best in the business for a catcher pulling the ball. After they catch it, they pull it real quick over the plate. And, of course, it makes the umpire look like he's missed it, at least to the fans in the stands. Full count on Kubek, so Bauer will be off and running as there are two away. Brewer stretches. There goes Bauer. The pitch is popped in the air and back a third. Malzone digging back, but that ball's going back into the seats and out of play. Count holds it three and two. Balls and two strikes on Tony Kubek. Two out. Bauer at first. We're in the top of the third. The Red Sox lead one to nothing. Here's the stretch. The pitch is fouled over the Yankee dugout and off one fan's hands. It's a good thing he had him in front of his face. Well, he'd have got hit square on the schnazola. Bounced down. The seat in front of him. There's a kid with a broken arm picks up the ball. Got his arm in a cast. Now he's waving the ball around. There's an easy way for him to get the ball. Three balls, two strikes on Kubek. 
pitch is outside. Low ball four. First walk given up by Brewer. And that brings up Mickey Mantle with two out. Runners at first and second. And Sammy White now out to the mound talking with Tom Brewer. Brewer worked a little too careful on Tony Kubek and lost him with a 3-2 count after Tony fouled off two pitches and now he's got Mickey Mantle to worry about. Mick flied out to left field in the first inning batting 3-0-5. Here's a stretch by Brewer. The pitch to Mickey is strike one call to curveball just nipped the outside corner. Checks the time from Sammy White. The stretch, the runners lead away. The pitch is strike two as he tried to check his swing, but the momentum of his swing carried his bat across home plate. Nothing in two on Mantle. Mickey really fooled on that pitch. Bauer leads off second. Kubek off first. Brewer stretches. The pitch to Mickey is just outside ball one. One ball, two strikes on Mantle. Always a lot of excitement generated up here in Fenway Park when the Yankees meet the Red Sox. No matter what the score, no matter how much of a lead the Yankees have on them. Here's the stretch. The pitch, I Bauer had a big lead at second base, but he didn't go. Button's playing in the hole. And Ronald's playing deep at second base. Nobody bothering Bauer. Two and two on Mickey. Two out. Two on. One and nothing in favor of the Red Sox here in the top of the third. Brewer looks back at Bauer leading off second. Now he stretches. Mantle digging in at the plate. The pitch. Strike three. Swings and misses. So for the Yankees, in the top of the third, no runs, no hits, one Red Sox error, and two men left on base. The score at the end of two and a half innings of play, the Red Sox won, and the Yankees nothing. And that strikeout really set them going. Speaking of going, get ready, get set, go. Well, they're familiar words with a great new meaning today. Get ready with Atlantic Imperial gasoline. Get set for that power made travel. And be on the go for the finest driving yet. All possible because Atlantic Imperial gasoline is available and gives you top power, the kind your car demands. Atlantic Imperial gives you top mileage, the kind that stretches the driving pleasure because it stretches the dollars of your driving budget. Yes, Imperial is your car's power mate for 58 in the years to come. So see your Atlantic dealer today. Ask for Imperial, today's best super-octane buy. Enjoy power mate drive. Atlantic in baseball. The New York Yankees tomorrow, single Sunday game. Fenway Park, airtime 155. Moving into the bottom of the third inning. Bill will call the plays for you. Ronalds, Williams, and Malzone come to the plate against Don Larson. 
Don't forget the Yankees will be home Tuesday night to the Western Club start their invasion at Yankee Stadium. And the Cleveland Indians will lead the Western Clubs into the Yankee Stadium. With a night game Tuesday, a day game Wednesday, the White Sox come in for a night game Thursday, a day game Friday and Saturday, and Saturday is Ladies' Day, that's the 23rd of August, followed by a doubleheader with the Tigers, and then the Kansas City A's close out the Western Invasion. Pete Runnels, who bounced out second to first, leading off for the Red Sox here in the bottom of the third. They lead one to nothing. Pete's batting 328. Fastball is bunted foul to the left of the plate, strike one, one and one. Runnels tried to catch Lumpy, laying back at third, but fouled the bundle up. One ball, one strike. Nobody out and nobody on. Ted Williams is on deck. Lawson ready on the mound with his no wind-up delivery. Here's the pitch. High outside, ball two, two and one. Here's the pitch. Outside. Ball three, three and one. Ed Williams on deck swinging the weighted bat in his own batter off. I tell you, that weighted bat is heavy, but he swings both those bats like a toothpick. There's the pitch. Strike two calls. Full count on Pete Ronald. Ronald's is a lot like Williams in his stance and that he doesn't move he just bends his head back to allow the catcher to throw the ball back to the pitcher here's the pitch high outside ball four he lost him second walk given up by Don Larson and here comes Ted Williams Williams did a long sacrifice fly to left field in the first inning driving in the only run of the ball game for the Red Sox and the only run of the ball game for both teams. Ted remains at 312, his batting average. Stoneberry is holding first against Runnels. McDougal in the hole between first and second. The pitch is low outside, ball one. Williams is happy to face Larson with a man on base because Ted has said time and again that Larson's the toughest man for him to time with that no wind-up delivery. But with a man on base, of course, he can get his timing. Here's the stretch. The pitch is low inside, ball two, two, and nothing. Yogi calls time, shaking his head, talking to plate umpire Frank Umont. and no strikes on Williams. Here's the stretch. The pitch is strike one call. Fastball on the outside corner. Ted is choking up on the bat about an inch, an inch and a half here of late. He says he's getting his timing a little better that way. The pitch is a curve. Head high in the air, deep to right. Bauer going back, back, and 
the catch right against the low right field wall. Reynolds tags up and easily goes into second base. As Hank Bauer had a backup 380 feet from home plate with his back against the low barrier just in front of the seats. Reached into the stands, actually, to make the catch. Reynolds tagged up and easily got down to second base. That's how deep that ball was hit. That's just about the longest part of the park in right and right center that you can hit the ball to. And center field straight away is 420. So Chad Williams flies out deep to Hank Bauer. Reynolds goes to second. Malzone, who doubled the left field in the first inning, is the batter. Malzone batting 303. Right hand hitting third baseman. Martin sets. The pitch is low, ball one. Curve is line foul back over the roof and out of play down the left field line. One ball, one strike on Malzone, one away. The Red Sox lead one to nothing. We're in the bottom of the third inning. stretch by Big Dunn. Ball is low outside. Ball two. Two and one. Ronalds with a short lead off second. Pitch to Malzone is pop foul. Yogi chasing it back but that ball is coming back into the stands and out of play. Oh, a youngster tried for it then at the last second went away from it was afraid to try to tackle it with his bare hands just a young kid and it bounced on the cement bounded high back into the stands some of the fans getting on him down there good naturedly he's just waving his hands well he'll have something to tell the boys when he gets back home tonight two and two the count on Malzone one out Larson stretches. The pitch is popped in the air. And back of first. Thornberry going back. Hundred Makes the catch in short right field for out number two. Runnels holds it second. Two away and here's Jackie Jensen. Jensen flied out to right field in the first inning. Jackie's batting 310. Digs in with that right foot. It's a solid toehold. His left foot is pointed out towards the pitcher. The pitch is popped in the air. Back of the pitcher's box. Kubek and McDougal flip the glasses down. Now Kubek calls for it. Makes the catch right by the pitcher's box for out number three. So for the Red Sox in the tie bottom of the third, no runs, no hits, no Yankee errors, one man left on base. The score at the end of three full innings. The Red Sox won, and the Yankees nothing. Fans, this Sunday at Yankee Stadium, 
will mark the return of the colorful Detroit Clowns, who will meet the champion Kansas City Monarchs in a Negro American League doubleheader at 2 p.m. And returning to the stadium with the Clowns will be the fabulous Goose Tatum and the equally noted Sweetwater Clifton. And it should be a big afternoon on Sunday. And don't forget, too, fans, for your ticket shopping convenience, the Yankee Stadium Advanced Ticket Office on East 157th Street will be open all day tomorrow, that's Sunday, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yogi Berra will lead off for the Yankees before Yogi gets up there. We'll take a quick look at the scoreboard. All other games in the American League are played tonight. Washington at Baltimore, Cleveland at Chicago, Detroit at Kansas City tonight. In the National League, Philadelphia at Milwaukee. The Phillies scored in the top of the first. They lead 1-0 with Milwaukee batting Simmons against Spahn. Chicago at San Francisco starts later on. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Friend against Haddocks. No score. The only game scheduled in the National League. Yogi bounced out second to first in the second inning. Batting 262. Brewer ready. The first pitch is high outside. Ball one. The windup. And the pitch to Yogi is popped foul over the roof and out of play. One and one the count. Got a little chilly up here in the radio booth. One ball, one strike. Brewer ready. The curve ball is lined in left field. Way back there, way back. And off the wall. Williams plays it on two hops. But Yogi is in at second with a double. That ball looked like it might go all the way for a home run. But hit on the top of the fence. And Yogi is in second base with a double. Hit number two off Tom Brewer as Yogi went to the opposite field. For Yogi, that was his 13th double of the year. And it'll bring up Gil McDougal. Gil single to left in the second inning. Batting 261. Malzone now moves in a little at third in case McDougal bunts the pitch. Strike one call, overhand curveball. Norm Sieben is on deck. Here's the stretch. The pitch is bunted. Brewer off the mound, up with it. Goes to first in time to get McDougal. Barrow goes down to third base, and the sacrifice works. From the pitcher to the first baseman, from one to three. One away. Here's Norm Sieben. Sieben hit into a force play in the second inning. Batting 305. Now the Red Sox infield moves in for a possible play at the plate. The Red Sox lead 1-0 here in the top of the fourth. One away, Barrow leading off third. The pitch to Sheban is strike one called. Fastball just above the knees on the outside part of the plate. A tough pitch to hit. Brewer, of course, trying to keep the ball low so that Sheban hits the ball in the dirt where they have a chance to get Yogi trying to score from third. The windup. 
The pitch is strike two called a sharp breaking curve, ball in the same spot. Nothing in two on Seaburn. Jerry Lumpy is on deck. Brewer into the windup. The pitch is a curve. He checks it. No swing. Fans thought he had swung, but he started to swing, checked it, and pulled his body away. And that was really a sharp breaking curve. That one broke below the knees. One ball, two strikes. Brewer put a little extra on that curve ball, really broke it off. Of course, that's the mark of a real good pitcher when he's got that little extra to fall back on when he's in a jam. All right, the one ball, two strike pitch. Another curve. He strike three swinging. Man, he pitched even perfectly. Everything down low around the knees. And that's the first strikeout of the ball game. Nope, second strikeout. Struck Mantle out. And that brings up Jerry Lumpy with two out. Yogi remains at third. Lumpy hit to first base in the second inning. Batting 281. On deck, Mark Thronberry. Here's the first pitch to Lumpy. Strike one. He foul tips it back into the glove of Sammy White. Another curve in that same spot. Oh, just think of a pitcher could put it there all the time. Low and outside, yet it's still a strike and a tough place to hit the ball. Yogi running up the line. Here's the windup. Fastball is low. Ball one, one and one. One ball, one strike, two out. Here in the top of the fourth, the Red Sox lead one to nothing. The pitch to Lumpy is fouled off his right foot. Oh, man, that hurt. Brewer off the mound, field of the ball. Didn't realize that I'd hit Jerry off his right foot. Now Jerry is really limping. Reaches down with his left hand to touch his foot. And leaning on the bat, that really hurt because it hit solid, straight down, and then rolled out towards first base. One ball, two strikes on Lumpy. Lumpy's having trouble standing still. That's when it hurts. Keep moving that foot around. Doesn't feel too bad. Wind up by Brewer. The pitch is hit on the ground at second base. Ronald's up with it. Over to Gurnett for out number three. Brewer pitches himself out of a jam and for the Yankees in the top of the fourth. No runs, one hit, no Red Sox errors, one man left. The score at the end of three and a half innings of play, the Red Sox won and the Yankees nothing. Good old summertime, and the living is mighty easy. And the driving is better than ever thanks to that power mate drive from Atlantic Imperial Gasoline. Atlantic Imperial is today's best super octane buy. This lets you hum along the highway so nicely. That's right, Atlantic Imperial. It gives you that gasoline superpower a big modern car engine requires, demands, needs, any other word to that effect. You get the added budget benefits of top economy mileage so that you can go more and do more and enjoy every mile. So, won't you get that power mate travel? Yes, get the most out of summer driving and on into the days of autumn, too. Wherever you travel, any season of the year, 
start your journey with Imperial from the Imperial gasoline pump at your nearby Atlantic dealers. Lots of Atlantic stations around Boston. Well, they're as well known as Fenway Park. You can bet on that. And lots of people count the Atlantic station not far from home or place of business as the base department store for good motoring every time out. Let's pause 10 seconds for station call time on the Yankees Home of Champions Network. All Yankee baseball games are brought to you by Valentine Beer and Ale and Atlantic Gasoline Companies exclusively in the Capital District over WOKO 1461st in Albany, New York. That's into the batter's box. We've got ourselves a red-hot pitching duel here at Fenway Park in Boston between Don Larson and Tom Brewer. The Red Sox lead 1-0. We're playing the bottom of the fourth. Dick Gurnard, who popped his shortstop in the second inning of the batter. The first pitch, low outside, ball one. Gurnard batting 231. Curve is low outside, ball two, two and nothing. Jimmy Pearsall standing in the on-deck circle practicing his swing. The change-up is in there, strike one, two and one on Gurner. Another curve is over. Change-up curve. Strike two. Two and two on Dick Gurner. Leading off here in the bottom of the fourth. Larson sets on the mound. The no-wind-up delivery is low outside. Ball three. Full count. pitch is lined over Lumpy's head. Fair ball down the left field line. Bounce into the lower box seat for an automatic ground rule double. Dick Gurnett hits a line drive over Lumpy's head. It's one of the few times I've ever seen that happen here where the ball hit in fair territory and bounced into the lower left field box seats. Gurnett leads off the bottom of the fourth with a double. That's hit number four off Don Larson. And for Gurnett, that's his 18th double of the year. Here's Jimmy Pearsall. Pearsall single to deep right center field in the second inning. Batting 246. Now the Yankee infield looking for the possible bunt. Here's the stretch. The pitch low inside ball one. Must be a north wind blowing here up in the bean town. Sure getting chilly. Here's the stretch. Pitch to Jimmy. Is strike one as he just tried to punch that ball over Mark Thornberry's head. Just enough to advance Gurnett to third base and maybe get himself a little base hit. He did it last night. One on one on Jimmy. Larson stretches. Kubek holding Gurnett close to second. The pitch, Pearsall pushes a bunt. Larson up with it, and the runner does not advance. The throw to first is in time. Dick Gurnett did not go to third base. And I don't know whether Pearsall realizes that Gurnett didn't go to third. But the sacrifice fails to work as Pearsall tried to push the ball past Larson. He didn't get it far enough to Larson's left. 
Don wheeled around, and Gurnett halfway down decided to go back to second. Then Lawson continued wheeling around and fired to first in time to get Pearsall. Gurnett remains at second base. That was an unusual play. That it would have been tough for Lawson to get Gurnett at third. It was not a forced play. His throw to third, Lumpy would have had to tag Gurnett sliding in. But Dick's not an especially fast base runner. Here's Sammy White. Sammy flied to right field in the second inning. Pitch is hit high in the air. Kubek at shortstop on the edge of the outfield grass. Under it and makes the catch for out number two. Two away and that'll bring up Tom Brewer. Brewer walked in the second inning. Batting 196. Tom gets a nice hand. His record has been a big disappointment for the Red Sox fans and for Brewer himself. He's only won six and lost ten this year. So he was expected to play a major part in the Red Sox bid for a pennant. And he could have made the difference in about six or seven games. All right, here's the stretch. The pitch to Brewer is popped high in the air, short right center field. McDougal back, Bauer and Mantle coming in. And then Mantle calls for it and drops the ball. He dropped the ball. Mantle drops the ball as he and McDougal got mixed up in their signals. Mantle and McDougal pulling a little bit of the Alphonse Gaston act. You take it, I've got it. They both stopped a couple of times, and Mantle is charged with an error. The run scores, and the Red Sox lead two to nothing. It was just a high, ordinary pop fly to short right center field. Gill was back. He was under it, and he must have heard Mantle coming in. He stopped. Mantle stopped, and then Mickey lunged for it at the last second. The ball ro rolled right out of the pocket of his glove. An error charged to Mantle. The run scores. The Red Sox lead two to nothing. Don Button takes a pitch low. Ball one. All those things can happen so easily out there. With the crowd yelling, it's hard to hear the outfielder or the infielder saying, I'll take it or you take it. And they were both caught looking at each other. There's a slow curve in the dirt ball, 2-2 two, two, and nothing. And, of course, there's the problem of running into each other. That's why McDougal had to stop and why Mantle had to stop. Plus, the fellas don't want to get injured now. World Series time is drawing clear. Curve is low outside. Ball three, three and nothing. That run will be unearned. Two out. The three-nothing pitch to Button. Strike one call. Here's the stretch. And the pitch. Low, ball four. Martin gets the base on balls. The third one given up by Don Larson. And that'll bring up Pete Runnels. Runnels bounced out second to first and walked. Batting 328. Brewer moves on down to second base. Martin down to first. 
Two away here in the bottom of the fourth. The Red Sox lead two to nothing. Pitch to Runnels is popped foul to our left and out of play. Over the roof. Cowboy Pete Runnels, the left-hand hitting second baseman of the Red Sox, who leads the American League in batting. Here's the stretch. And the pitch. Just outside, ball one, one and one. sets on the mound. The changeup is lined in the right field for a base hit. Here comes Brewer around third. He'll score. Going into third base, Don Budden and holding at first, Pete Runnels. An RBI for Runnels and the Red Sox lead. Three to nothing with Ted Williams coming to bat. Sacrifice fly in the first inning and fly it out deep to right field in the third. 0 for 1. He swings a high fly to the infield. McDougal coming in. Thornberry coming in. And McDougal makes the catch. At the last second, Thornberry stops. So for the Red Sox in the bottom of the fourth. Two runs on two base hits. One Yankee error. Two men left on base. The score at the end of Four full innings. The Red Sox three and the Yankees nothing. Not too much action in the scoreboard. The American League, as a matter of fact, three night games. Washington at Baltimore, Cleveland at Chicago, Detroit at Kansas City play tonight. In the National League, Philadelphia won Milwaukee nothing at the end of an inning and a half. Simmons against Spahn. Chicago at San Francisco starts later on. Pittsburgh nothing. Cincinnati nothing at the end of one. Friend for the Pirates, Haddock started, Schmidt in the second, Thomas has just homed in the second, and the Pirates lead one and nothing. And they are the only game scheduled in the National League. And now Mel Allen coming over here. Everybody, your host, Valentine Beer, the largest selling beer in the East. Enjoy a glass of Valentine right along with the game. Icily light, smooth, and delicious. Man, but it's good. Three to nothing in favor of the Red Sox as we go to the first half of the fifth inning. Marv Throneberry hitting eighth in the order will be followed by Larson and then leadoff man Hank Bauer. Thronberry batting 221. Marv grounded out in the third inning to Pete Runnels. 
Tom Brewer goes to the windup. Around comes the right arm. The pitch. High ball one. And the one nothing pitch. Swung on. Little roller hit to Garnett. He tosses to Brewer covering one away. Now Don Larson. Batting 318. Fly to center field in the third. is low, ball two, two and one. Two balls, one strike. Next pitch, swung on, foul back out of play. A two-two count on Don Larson. First half, the fifth inning, the Red Sox leading three to nothing. No butterfly flitting out around in front of the plate. Right in the path of the ball, too. Here's the pitch. Swung on, a ground ball hit to short. Up with it is Button, the throw on to first in time. Two away. Now stepping up, Hank Bauer applied to center and was safe on a throwing error by Button. Field deployed well around toward third. Now the pitch to Hank. Swung on. Foul ball hit to Crissetti. Coaching at third. Strike one. on say fly ball into short center coming fast three men and the ball is caught by Reynolds with his back to the plate going away beautiful catch by Reynolds no runs no hits no errors no one left on and at the end of four and a half innings of play the score the Red Sox three the Yankees nothing Say, mister, you want a beer that looks lively golden and crystally clear, that tastes icily light, 
smooth and delicious as can be. Well, sir, just pour yourself a tall, foaming glass full of the crisp refresher, Valentine beer. Valentine beer is icily light and as refreshing as a plunge into a pool on a hot summer day. No wonder they call it the crisp refresher. You just get yourself a tall, foaming glass of Valentine beer right now. Lift it to your lips, take a deep, delicious swallow, and man, now you know Valentine beer is really the crisp refresher. And remember this, Valentine's now the largest selling beer in the East. Most folks know that when it comes to checking around. You just find out that that's the truth. For honest-to-goodness refreshment, Valentine can't be beaten. So you just make that three-ring sign and ask the man for Valentine. Valentine beer, the crisp refresher. It's the last half, the fifth inning. Frank Malzone coming up with Jensen on deck and Garnett to follow. Malzone hitting 302. Double to left and pop to first. Don Larson ready to work. And the pitch to Malzone. Ball one. Next delivery, swung on, slow bounder to short. Kubek charges it, throws on to first in time. One away. Jackie Jensen flied to right and popped to short. Hitting 309. The pitch is high, ball one. One ball, no strikes. And the next delivery. Swung on, lined out into left center for a base hit. Mantle takes it on the second hop, throws on into Kubek. And Jensen rips a line single to center. Here's Dick Gurnett, fouled out to Kubek and double to left. Batting 233. Three to nothing, Boston. Fifth inning. Larson's pitch is into the dirt. Yogi blocks it, kicks it out in front of the plate, no advance. Jensen on first base with one out. Larson takes the stretch, check to the runner, throws easily over to first. Jensen's back.
Don Reddy. And the pitch. Over the outside corner for a called strike. One and one. Swung on. There's a drive to deep left. That ball is going, going, gone. Up into the screen for a home run. Nick Gerdert lines into the screen for his 15th homer and his 53rd and 54th runs batted in, and the Red Sox now lead 5 to nothing. Here's Jimmy Pearsall, who singled the center and was out on a bunt. Larson's pitch is bunted foul, strike one. Nick Gurnett laced one up into the screen. nothing favor Boston. Seven hits off Larson. Next pitch is inside and the count is one and one. One ball, one strike. Next delivery, swung on, a bouncer to, to uh, Lumpy. Third baseman throws to Thronberry, and Pearsall is retired. Two down, and Sammy White steps up, line to right, and pop to short. Boston, fifth inning. Now the pitch. It's in there. Strike one. Don's next delivery is high, and the count is one and one. swung on and popped high in the air. One ball, two strikes. Now the pitch to White. Swung on, foul tipped and dropped. Count remains one and two.
next pitch. It's outside. 2 2 the count. Five to nothing, favor Boston. It's the fifth inning. Now the delivery. Swung on, lined over third down the left field line. Seaburn chasing into the corner. White rounds first, heading for two, and has to go back as Seaburn makes a fine recovery in the corner. White singles to left. For the eighth hit given up by Larson. And now Tom Brewer coming up. Walk and was safe on a drop fly in short center. on deck. 
Two on, two out, three in, six nothing, Boston, fifth inning. Don Larson ready, pitches, and Runnels takes it high. Two nothing. Nothing count. Brewer on second and Button on first. Don Larson to the stretch. You look around and buffs the runners back as he stepped off the rubber. He's back on the pitch to Reynolds. Swung on. It's a high foul. Coming down in front of us. Strike one. Two and one. Brewer leading off second. Button off first. to the stretch and the pitch it's in there for a strike got the outside corner with a curveball 2-2 two -two. two balls two strikes two outs two on Next delivery, change up is swung on and hit right through the middle for a base hit. Here comes Brewer around third to score. Button stops at second. And Reynolds keeps up his solid hitting, driving in his second run of the game. 41 the season. Four runs in, that's seven to nothing in favor of Boston. And here's Williams, the ninth man to bat in the inning. Dead. And a sacrifice fly to left. Back Bauer up against the barrier for his long drive in the third. Popped the second in the fourth. Hitting 310. Williams digs in. Button on second and Runnels on first. Larson's pitch is low, ball one. Frank Malzone on deck. Ten hits for the Red Sox. Larson ready. Pitch to Williams. In there for a strike. Fastball. One and one. Button moves off second. Runnels off first. Larson pitches and Williams takes it low and inside. Two and one. Dead, 
digs in, but Larson walks in behind the mound for a moment. Turns, touches the Rosenbach, comes back up on the hill. Getting Yogi signed. Two runners lead away the stretch by Larson. Now the pitch. Swung on. It's a high fly ball to left. Seabrin's under it. And he makes the catch. Retiring the side. Nine men batted. Four scored. Five hits. No Yankee errors. Two left on. At the end of five innings, the Red Sox lead 7 nothing. Seven runs. Ten hits. One error. Eight men left on. New York, no runs, two hits, one error, and four men left on base. Before we go any further, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. All Yankee baseball games are brought to you by Ballantine Beer and Ale and Atlantic Gasoline Companies, exclusively in the Capital District over WOKO, 1461st in Albany, New York. If you want to hear a sports show that's got a lot in it, you just tune in to Campy's Corner. The great Roy Campanella has his own radio show every night, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Campy's Corner, heard over in other stations, presented by Ballantine Beer and Ale and Camel and Winston Cigarettes, the same folks who send the Yankee games your way every day, both home and away. On the scoreboard... In the American League, all night games, Washington, Baltimore, Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, and Kansas City. In the National League, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, one and one. At the end of three innings, Simmons and Spahn. Pittsburgh, three. Cincinnati, nothing. At the end of three innings, friend for the Pirates. Haddock started for Cincinnati. Schmidt in the second. Frank Thomas homeward in the second inning. Chicago at San Francisco, playing a day game starting later. The only game scheduled in the National League. In the first half of the sixth inning, the Red Sox out front by a score of 7 to nothing. For New York, Tony Kubek hitting second in the order, Mantle on deck and Barrett to follow. Tom Brewer in good form. Swings to the windup, around comes the right arm. The pitch to Kubek is a little outside, ball one. The one nothing pitch. It's in there. Strike one. One and one. Now the delivery. Swung on and missed. Strike two. Got him on a slow breaking curve. Blowing inside. Tony's hitting 274. The 1-2 pitch, fastball, swung on, fouled off into the stands to the left of the plate. The 1-2 delivery, look out up high, 2-2. Second story pitch. 
Edmund was uh, up in the balcony. The 2-2 delivery. Changeup is swung on and fouled off up onto the roof. Red Sox 7. The Yankees nothing. It is the first half of the sixth inning. Tom Brewer's 2-2 delivery. Kubek takes a low fastball. Ball three. Three and two. And you went down to the basement. Went up in the balcony, up onto the roof. The payoff pitch is outside. Ball four. That was in the mezzanine. Kubek walks. Up comes Mantle. Second walk, Brewers issued both times. Kubek, the recipients. Mantle fly to left center and struck out, hitting 304. Yogi Berra to follow. Seven nothing Boston, sixth inning. Tom Brewer's delivery. It's in there for a strike. Breaking pitch. Inside in the dirt. 21. Brewer checks Kubek. Pitch to Mickey. It's over the inside corner. Slider, strike two. One and two. Ball, two strikes. Tom all set. A pitch to Mantle inside. Ball two, two, two. Two balls, two strikes. delivers and Mantle swings and sends a long drive. Boy, it is going, going, it is gone into the bleachers in right center field. Mickey Mantle getting his 34th homer and 74 runs batted in. Yogi Berra grounded the second and doubled. And the pitch. In there for a strike. Yogi didn't like the call. himself about a 440-foot homer over the bullpens of the dividing line in right center and about 15, 20 rows up. 
The pitch to Yogi is grounded foul into the Red Sox dugout. takes under the dirt. The home run by Mickey gives him the American League lead at 34 to Seavers 33, Jensen's 32. Ernie Banks leads the majors with 35. Frank Thomas hit his 30th earlier today. Pitch to Yogi, swung on, has a line drive to right, and it's in there for a base hit. Jackie Jensen tosses into Runnels. Yogi, who was hitting 264, gets his second hit, brings up Gil McDougal. Single to left and sacrificed. Brewers had trouble with New York. 
is a pitcher with good stuff. The 3-1 delivery. Swung on, a ground ball hit. Backhanded by Garrett to throw to Brewer in time on a beautiful play. And the side retired. Two runs on Mickey Mantle's 34th homer with one on. Two hits, no errors, and no one left on. At the end of five and a half innings of play, the Red Sox seven, the Yankees two. Here's a song about Valentine beer, the crisp refresher. To be crisp, a beer must be icily light. Icily light. Precisely right. Precisely right. Valentine beer is now the largest selling beer in the East. You might know a beer so fine would be made by P. Valentine and Sons, Newark, New Jersey. Frank Malzone leading off in the last of the sixth inning. Takes a curveball over the outside corner. Strike one. Malzone doubled, popped to first, and grounded to short. The right-hand batter lines this one deep to left field, and it is up against the wall. Seaburn plays the rebound and whips his throw in to McDougal. A foot short of being a homer. Towards the sink. Malzone, who was hitting 302, singles high off the left field wall. Here's Jackie Jensen, flied to right, popped to short, and single to center. And Casey's coming out of the dugout. With Zank Monroe warming up.
coming in for the 14th time this year since he was called up from Denver. He started four games, a two-and-one record, nothing and nothing against the Red Sox. A hand for Larson. Barra. Dick Gurner 
fouled to Kubek in behind Lumpy. Double to left and hit a homer into the left field screen, batting 236. Side, ball one. The right hander ready. Pitches swung on line to left field for a base hit. Seabrin up with the ball. Malzone stops at second. The throw goes toward third, cut off by Kubek. Runners on first and second, one out, and the batter is Jimmy Pearsall, who singled the center, was thrown out on a bunt, and grounded to third. Hitting 245. Twelve hits for Boston. Red Sox leading seven to two, sixth inning. Zach Monroe's pitch to Pearsall is over. Strike one. No balls. One strike. Malzone leads away from second. Gurnett from first. Monroe's pitch swung on. Fouled off to the right of the plate. Out of play. Up onto the roof. Dougal for one, back on to Thronberry, double play. Sides retired. No runs, two hits, no errors, one left on. Then of six innings, the Red Sox, seven runs, 12 hits, one error, nine men left on. The Yankees, two runs, four hits, one error, and four left on. All other games in the American League tonight. Washington, Baltimore, Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, and Kansas City in the National League. Philadelphia, Milwaukee, one all at the end of four and a half innings. With Simmons and Spahn, the pitcher. Chicago, San Francisco, a later start. Pittsburgh, three, Cincinnati, two at the end of four innings. Friend for the Pirates. Haddix for Cincinnati. Schmidt relieved in the second. Frank Thomas homeward in the second for the Pirates. His 30th. Robinson in the fourth with one on for Cincinnati in the only game scheduled in the National League. Moving into the first half of the seventh inning, it's the bottom third of the Yankee order. Jerry Lumpy, Marv Throneberry, and Zach Monroe. Art Dittmar and Ike DeLock are the probable pitchers for tomorrow's 
series finale. The Yankees will be home Tuesday night with the Cleveland Indians. Red Sox seven. The Yankees two to the seventh inning. Tom Brewer swings to the windup and the pitch. Swung on. Hit back to the box by Lumpy. Brewer throws over to first to Gurnett. One away. Jerry was hitting 279. Here's Marv Thronberry batting 219. Grounded to second and first. Nothing for two. Brewer delivers over the inside corner. Strike one. throws. Thronberry takes high. One and one. The one-one pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike two. One and two. Took a good cut at a low fastball. Weather's cooled off today. The pitch to Thronberry is low and inside, and the count is two and two. A two-two count. Two pitch. High ball three. Three and two. Now the three two pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. Got him uh, pulling the string on him. Two outs and Zach Monroe is due to bat. Nobody warming up. Monroe is coming up. For nine. Brewers pitch in there. Strike one. Boston seven. Yankees two. It's the seventh inning. Next delivery is low outside. One and one. Now the 1-1 one, one pitch. Low and inside, ball two. A lot of broadcast and telecast of this game today. Our own. That of the Red Sox, Kurt Gowdy and Bob Murphy. The next pitch is swung on and missed, strike two. 
NBC with uh, Lindsay Nelson and Leo Drosher are televising it to parts of the nation. Now the pitch is swung on. Little roller hit uh, to Brewer. He grabs it and runs to first. It was between the bag and the mound. Gurnett went over and Brewer running over. It grabbed it and just kept going. No runs, no hits, no errors. No one left on. And now at the end of six and a half innings, the score remains. The Red Sox seven and the Yankees two. You know, baseball has its fair share of complications, but here's one on the lighter side that beats them all. Down south, a pitcher batting out of turn hit a home run to win his own game. Seems that he came in to relieve another pitcher who in turn was moved to left field. And the pair switched positions twice with the original pitcher batting ninth. Next inning, the reliever mistakenly batted ninth and hit a home run to break a 12th inning tie, won his own game. And the mix-up wasn't noticed until the next half inning. Of course, that was too late for the team to field to appeal for the batting out of turn. And bet if it was a tall, frosty glass with a crisper pressure, they would have noticed it, though. The fact is, they couldn't have helped it because now Ballantyne is the largest selling beer in the East. That's because Valentine has just what you want in beer. The tops and refreshment and the smoothest, most delicious taste ever to leave a bottle or a can or a tap. You'll enjoy Valentine beer, the crisp refresher. Try it, won't you? Thank you. Last half of the seventh inning. Red Sox 7, New York 2. Sammy White. Batting eighth in the order, line to right, pop to short, single to left, hitting 252. Zach Monroe in relief to the windup. The pitch to the right-hand hitter, outside, ball one. The one-nothing pitch. Swung on, lined over McDougal's head to right center for a base hit. Mantle races over, cuts the ball off. White takes a big turn and holds up. Throw is whipped into McDougal. Now Tommy Brewer. Walk, safe on a drop fly, and double. Brewer hitting 207. Don Button on deck. One on, nobody out. 13 hits for Boston. Brewer bumps foul right of the plate. Strike one.
two strikes. Monroe's pitch is low, ball one, one and two. Durkin's still got his sunglasses on. Even though the sun's been in all day. Hank Bauer steps into the batter's box, leading off for the Yankees here in the top of the eighth. The Red Sox leading 7-2. The pitch to Bauer is lined over third base down the left field line. Hank around first base. He's heading for second. And he's in there easily with a stand-up double. 
Hit number five off Brewer. Tony Kubek to be the batter. And say, fans, you know how refreshing a walk through the woods can be? Well, that's the kind of refreshment you get with Ballantine Beer, the crisp refresher. Enjoy the largest selling beer in the East soon. Tony Kubek steps into the batter's box. Kubek bounced out short to first and walked twice. Batting 274. Brewer stretches. The pitch to Kubek is strike one called on the outside corner. Bauer got his 18th double of the year. Pitch to Kubek is fouled at the plate. Strike two. And while they're getting a new ball in play, we pause for station identification. Your dial is set at 1460 WOKL first in Albany, New York. Remember, the Troy Buick Roundup follows the game with Jack McNamee. Kubek swings at a low curve ball, doesn't get it. Strike three. And that's strikeout number four for Brewer, and here comes Mickey Mantle. Fly to left field, struck out and home it deep into the right center field bleaches for his 34th home of the year. Mantle now batting 306. One out here in the top of the eighth. The Red Sox lead 7-2. Bauer down at second base, leading away. Brewer stretches. Pitch to Mickey is fouled out of play down the left field line over the roof. Strike one. One strike on Mickey, one out. Leo Carly and Murray Wall up again in the Red Sox bullpen. And for the Yankees, Tom Sturdivant. The pitch to Mickey. Outside, ball one, one, and one. Stretches. He pitch way outside. Ball two, two and one. Feels like fall weather has arrived here in the bean town of Boston, Massachusetts. Real brisk wind whipping up. Here's the stretch by Brewer. The pitch is just outside ball three, three and one. Sammy White flips the ball up in the air, drops it, picks it up, throws it back to the mound. Sammy thought that ball had the corner. stretch position. 3-1 pitch is hit high in the air to left field. Williams going back but it's not deep enough. Ted is on the track, comes in a few feet, makes the catch, Bauer holds it second. 
over the roof. Strike one. One strike on Mickey, one out. Leo Carley and Murray Wall up again in the Red Sox bullpen. And for the Yankees, Tom Sturdivant. The pitch to Mickey. Outside, ball one, one and one. stretches. He pitch way outside. Ball two, two and one. Feels like fall weather has arrived here in the bean town of Boston, Massachusetts. Real brisk wind whipping up. Here's the stretch by Brewer. The pitch is just outside ball three, three and one. Sammy White flips the ball up in the air, drops it, picks it up, throws it back to the mound. Sammy thought that ball had the corner. into a stretch position. The 3-1 pitch is hit high in the air to left field. Williams going back, but it's not deep enough. Ted is on the track, comes in a few feet, makes the catch, Bauer holds it second, and it's two away. Two away, and here comes Yogi Berra. Two for three today, bounced out second, a first double a left, single a right. Yogi's batting 267. The official paid attendance 24,925. Pitch to Yogi. Ball one just below the knees. Still down at second base. Cut off the inning with a double. The pitch to Yogi is fouled to our left and out of play. And off the top of the roof down the lower deck. Nice catch. The fellow's shaking his hands down there. They caught that ball. It caromed off the top of the Skyview seats down into the lower box seats. One ball, one strike on Yogi. Two out. The Red Sox lead 7-2 here in the top of the eighth. Stretches. Bauer leads off second. The 
Pitch to Yogi outside. Ball two, two and one. Two balls, one strike to count on Yogi. Now the sun is shining brightly. The pitch is pop foul out of play. Right up by Tom Yorkey, Bucky Harris, and Joe Cronin. Johnny Murphy. Just waving to Johnny Murphy, who is the head of the farm system for the Boston Red Sox. Old fireman John Murphy sitting up there with some pretty fair managers and ball players, Joe Cronin and Bucky Harris. I played on the same team with Murphy back in 41 and 42 with the Yankees. That was the year Gomez would start and Murphy would finish the game. Here's the stretch. The pitch to Yogi is strike three, swings and misses, and he was really fooled on that sidearm curveball. Strikeout number five for Brewer and for the Yankees in the top of the eighth. No runs. One hit. No Red Sox errors. One man left. The score at the end of seven and a half innings of play. The Red Sox seven. The Yankees two. Pete Reynolds, who's having himself another good day at the expense of the Yankees. He's two for three. Bounced out second to first. Walked single to right and single to center. He's driven in two runs. Pete batting 331. We're in the bottom of the eighth inning with the Red Sox leading 7-2. On deck, Ted Williams. Zach Monroe on the mound for the Yankees. The first pitch to Runnels. Low inside, rolls all the way back to the screen. Ball one. up and the pitch high inside and Runnels hits the dirt. Two or nothing on Pete. Kicks dirt all over the home plate and plate umpire Frank Umont has to dust it off. Around home plate they have sort of a reddish kind of clay different from the baselines and the infield which is a dark brown dirt. Pitch is outside ball three, three and nothing. They have the same kind of clay on the cinder path that goes around the field. A three nothing pitch outside ball four. Ronalds walks. And here comes Ted Williams. Williams is over three, hit a sacrifice fly to drive in a run in the first inning. Fly deep to right, pop to second, fly to left. Batting 309. Ronald's at first with nobody out here on the bottom of the eighth. Thronberry holding the base again. Right now the sun's shining brightly. It's rough on the second baseman and right fielder. First pitch is outside ball one. Here's the stretch. Palm ball is outside ball two, two and nothing.
Here's a stretch. Pitch is fouled off Williams' foot that time. Man, we've had a lot of that in this series. He really had a cut at that one, but just swung over the ball. Fouled it down into the dirt. Monroe stretches. Runnels leading off first. Palm ball is outside and low ball three. Three and one. See if Runnels will be going with the pitch. Three and one, nobody out. Pete leads off first base. Here's the stretch. He doesn't go. The ball is hit. Back to the box. To Kubek for one. Back to first double play. A nice play by Zach Monroe to take a base hit away from Ted Williams. That's two nice stops that Monroe has made on hard hit balls back through the middle. Play goes from the pitcher to the shortstop to the first baseman and it's two away. Two out here is Frank Malzone. Malzone is double to left, popped to first, bounced out short to first, and single to left. A high hopper down third, and it's a fair ball. It's a base hit for Malzone, his third of the day. A swinging bunt that stopped halfway between home and third. Lumpy picked it up, couldn't make a play. That's a base hit. Mal Jones third and the Red Sox 14th of the afternoon. Here's Jackie Jensen. Jackie fly to right, popped to short, single to center, and popped to the catcher. He's one for four, scored a run, and he's batting 310. field a base hit as Malzone around second heading for third Bauer up with the ball has to fire it back to McDougal and the Red Sox have runners on first and third as Jensen punches a base hit to right field two out and the batter Dick Gurner Gurner three for four popped to short double to left home it high in the screen and single to left he scored twice driven in two runs batting 238 here in the bottom of the eighth. Double play got Monroe out of trouble for a while, but he's back in it again now. Runners at first and third with two out. Pitch to Gurnett is fouled over by the Yankee dugout, rolling into the dugout. Strike one. Monroe sets again. The ball is lined in the left. No, Kubek makes a beautiful backhanded catch going towards left field. It looked like almost another base hit for 
Gurnett, but a nice play by Kubek retires the side for the Yankees. Red Sox, rather, in the bottom of the eighth. No runs, two base hits. No Yankee errors and one man left on base. Two men left on base. Score at the end of eight full innings. The Red Sox seven and the Yankees two. Well, the Yankees need five to tie and six to go ahead here. We're in the top of the ninth. Gil McDougal, who single left, sacrificed and hit into a double play, the better. Gil batting 261. Seven to two in favor of the Red Sox. Next pitch is down the middle, strike one, one and one. One one pitch is hit on the ground. Malzone can't get it. Button can't get it. It's a base hit out to left field. They both had a shot for it, but it just missed their gloves. Another base hit for Gill. His second of the day, hit number six off Brewer. And that'll bring up Norm Sebron. Sebron hit into a force play, struck out, and bounced out to first base. Batting 303. Pitch to Sebron is swung out and missed, strike one. Pitch is a curve hit deep to left center field and off the wall. Here's McDougal around second, heading for third. Seaman slides into second with a double. A long line drive to left center field. Hit number seven off Brewer. Seaman's first hit of the day. McDougal's at third. Seaman's at second. Gene Stevens is in left field in place of Ted Williams. Nobody out. Runners at second and third. The Red Sox lead 7-2. We're in the top of the ninth. Jerry Lumpy, who bounced out to first base, second to first, and back to the box is the batter. Mark Thronberry is on deck. Pitch to Lumpy is lined in the left center field. Stevens over. Pearsall, and Pearsall makes the catch. McDougal tags up and scores easily after the play. Sieben holds it second. A nice play by Jimmy Pearsall. That's a sacrifice fly and an RBI for Jerry Lumpy. Scoring McDougal. And it's now a 7-3 ball game. One away. Here's Mark Throneberry. Throneberry is 0-3. Bounced out second to first. Bounced out to first base and struck out. Sieben at second base. Enos Slaughter is on deck now, swinging two bats. Brewer stretches. The pitch is outside, ball one. Enos Slaughter, who's been doing a terrific job in the pinch hitting role. There's a curveball outside and low. Ball two, two and nothing. 
nothing and two. Rather, two balls and no strikes on Thronberry. The stretch, the pitch. He lines the base hit in the right field. Steven coming around third. And he'll come on to score as Jensen's throw comes into second base. And it's now a 7-4 ball game. As Thronberry gets his first base hit of the afternoon. Hit number eight off Brewer. And Enos Slaughter is coming on to bat for Zach Monroe. Slaughter is batting 340. Two doubles, one triple, four homers, 15 runs batted in. Dave Ferris and Mike Pinky Higgins are in a huddle on the Red Sox bench. Thornberry's at first with one away. Two runs in here in the top of the ninth. It's a 7-4 ball game. Gurner not holding Thornberry on. Here's the stretch. Pitch to Slaughter. Strike one call. The fastball down the middle. On deck, Hank Bauer. Pitch is strike two call, a curveball on the outside corner. Brewer stretches. Pitch is popped down the left field line, but curving foul back into the seats out of play. Nothing and two on Enos Slaughter. Mark Thornberry leading off first base. Here's the stretch. Pitch is strike three call on the outside corner. Six strikeout for Tom Brewer. Enos Slaughter called out on strikes. One of the few times we've seen that happen to old Eno. Taking a called third strike. He's got a very good eye up at the plate. And as Hank Bauer starts for the plate, Bill Skarin comes on to bat for Bauer. Hank was one for four. He had a double while he was in there. And Bill Skarin comes on. Skarin is batting 293. Has 19 doubles, three triples, 12 homers, 63 runs batted in. The Yankees down to their last out. They trailed 7-4 here in the top of the ninth. Thornberry's at first. Here's the stretch. Pitch to Scar and a strike one call. Side on fastball. Stretches again. The pitch is hit on the ground to shortstop. Scourin can't run. Button flips easily to first base. Moose limping. The ball game is over. The Red Sox win it 7-4. Brewer being congratulated as he walks into the dugout. The Red Sox take their second in a row over the Yankees. And for the Yankees in the top of the ninth, two runs on three base hits. No Red Sox errors and one man left on base. And so Tom Brewer picks up his third lifetime win against the Yankees. He's lost to them 11 times. Now, while Joe Ripley gets the totals ready, 
I'm going to help myself to something I know you'll enjoy. The crisp refresher Valentine beer. Icily light, smooth and delicious as a beer can be. That's Valentine. Now the largest selling beer in the East. You know we'll have another game in the 12th straight year of baseball in Valentine when the Yankees meet the Boston Red Sox tomorrow afternoon here at Fenway Park. And once again, Mel Allen and I will be on hand. Same station, of course, at 1.55 p.m. to bring you the play-by-play. -play. Here are the totals for the... Boston Red Sox, seven runs, 15 hits, one error, 11 men left on base. For the Yankees, four runs, eight hits, one error, and six men left on base. The winning pitcher, Tom Brewer, whose record is seven wins and ten defeats. Against the Yankees this year, he's won one and lost one. As we told you, his lifetime record against the Yankees, he's won three and lost 11. The loser is Don Larson, whose record is now eight wins and six defeats. Against the Red Sox, he's won two and lost two. Brewer went all the way. The Yankees scored two runs in the sixth inning when Kubek walked and Mantle hit his 34th home of the year deep into the right center field bleaches. They scored two more in the ninth when McDougal singled, Seaburn doubled, and Lumpy hit a sacrifice fly to center. Thornberry then followed with a single scoring Seaburn. That was all the scoring for the Yankees. For the Red Sox, Larson started, went five innings, giving up 11 hits and allowing seven runs. Zach Monroe finished up. For the Red Sox, they scored one in the first inning. They scored two in the fourth. They scored four in the fifth, featured by a two-run homer by Dick Gernard. Gernard, by the way, had three base hits, a single, a double, and a home run. And that was all the scoring for the ball game. Malzone had three base hits. Jackie Jensen had two. Brewer drove in a run and scored a run, helping his own cause. And Pete Runnels, the league's leading hitter, was two for three on the day. Finished the day batting 331. So we have another big ball game tomorrow. This broadcast was brought to you by courtesy of P. Ballantyne and Sons, Newark, New Jersey, and R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company in cooperation with Sports Network and by authority of the Yankees. It was intended solely for the private enjoyment of you, our listening audience. Any rebroadcast or other use of this play-by-play -play description without the express consent of the Yankees is prohibited. And don't forget to stay tuned for Sports Extra following our broadcast with Gussie Moran, Marty Glickman, and today's special guest, Tom Meany. And now this is Phil Rizzuto saying so long for Mel Allen, Joe Ripley, Pappy Durkin, and for Ballantine Beer, the crisp refresher. And of course for Winston, America's best-selling, best-tasting filter cigarette. Tune in our next game tomorrow afternoon. And in the meantime, be sure to look for the famous three-ring sign and ask the man for Ballantine. Ballantine Beer. Once again, the final score, the Red Sox 7 and the Yankees 4. So long, everybody.